0: Football season is back. Week zero of college football is upon us. Welcome aboard. I am your host, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my co-host, Joe Dalion. Good evening, sir. How are you doing?
1: I am so freaking juiced up. I'm so juiced up. We've made it through this the most insufferable offseason. It felt like the longest offseason ever. And finally, we get to watch a bunch of nothing games, a bunch of bad games, but you can bet your ass, Blake. I'm gonna be sitting there like a pig and shit, happier than ever that I get to watch San Jose State play against USC and did Hawaii mis- play Vanderbilt. Hey, did
0: you're happier than a pig and shit?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I am. You can't. How, how does a guy from New Jersey use Southern
0: Saints? <laughs> it doesn't feel right.
1: I don't know. I'm i I'm a. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best word to use to describe here. I, I'm a very worldly individual. Yeah. Blake, okay. If, if is the best way to put it. It is. It is? I, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I think the best part about this though is that the first game that you're exposed to that your first your you specifically are forced to watch is Notre Dame play Navy. That makes me that makes me happy that you have to watch that.
0: Okay. What has two thumbs and doesn't have to do anything?
1: You're telling me that you're going to forego watching that game? No, I'm going to watch Notre Dame. I'm going to watch Notre Dame underperform. They're not going to underperform. They're going to beat the brakes off of Davy. Come on now. Let's let's.
0: All right. Well, I was all on the Sam Harmon train until today. I found out he had a leg tattoo and a thigh tattoo. My quarterbacks do not really? have thigh and, and, and leg tattoos. He's not going to he's not going to succeed.
1: Is okay? that a little too slutty for you? Is that what the, <laughs> what the problem He does. Is? He does
0: <laughs> uh, as a buddy around here said today? He does look like right. Eric Decker.
1: Yeah, he does uh, – since he grew out the beard and everything, he does kind of give that, that Eric Decker vibe. I actually didn't know he had that many leg tattoos. That is a little bit weird for a quarterback. Well, so it's any definitely a beard general.
0: for a quarterback at Notre Dame. Yeah, but he's a Southern guy. Isn't he from the South? Oh, I had no idea. But, I mean, name a Notre Dame quarterback that's had tattoos. Um,
1: Man, that's actually a really good question. I don't even – he's from Charlotte, though, by the way. That's not the south. So he's not deep south, but it's it's not like yeah, he's from the south. It's not like That's way
0: too north for me.
1: Um, <laughs> but we'll
0: see. It's got a lot of good games. USC plays San. I mean, uh, San Jose State. I yep. think Louisiana Tech plays. We have some interesting games. I think UMass plays somebody. I forget off the top of my head. And Joe, I got to tell you, I did go on a deep dive today. Something interesting. Mm -hmm. You know that some of – not every year, but some of the best quarterbacks that have been in college football have not won national titles over the last 10 years. It's kind of staggering if you go down the last 10 years from 2013 to 2023. The quarterbacks are 2022. The quarterbacks that have won national titles. Jameis Winston, Trevor Lawrence, and Joe Burrow are only the really pristine – not name, maybe if you want to throw in Mac Jones over those last 10 years, that really did anything. Stetson Bennett, Deshaun Watson's also in there. Uh, I mean, he was pretty damn good himself. So it's going to be interesting to see. Stetson Bennett's obviously the two time winning one, too. So it's really, it's going to be a really interesting uh, college football year, too. But we got a lot of good games in week zero. Yeah. That game with Notre Dame's in Dublin, correct?
1: Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I was almost going to. My, my camera would work properly. I was almost going to go to that game. Uh, I actually bought my dad, me and my brother bought my dad and my stepmom tickets, so they're going to that game in uh, in Ireland. I'm missing out on that trip, but uh, they they did it before. They did it back in 2012. We actually just launched a Notre Dame show on Believe called Lucky Underdogs with uh, CJ Proseis and Devin Butler, and they were talking about it today on like what that experience is like. There is a, actually a pretty big fan base for – fans of Notre Dame in Ireland, as I'm sure you could probably assume.
0: Well, when your name's the Fighting Irish, I, I, I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. So week zero college football is back. We did have a lot of scrimmages this weekend, too, that is going to produce uh, one topic today, our quarterback talk. Some quarterbacks are named, some quarterbacks are not. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that as well. Uh, the biggest upsets that we think that may, may happen this year uh, as well. I got one. I, I mine are probably are somewhat chalky under uh, upsets, but nevertheless, I do think that they're upsets. I'm sure that you pulled out like a UTEP over like no USC or something because you love like you you love a wide receiver that you 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 know or something like that. That's how you roll.
1: I, I actually have both of mine are actually quite tame. I, I think that for what you make a really good point. I usually come with some stupid comment and i'm um, some deep poll but uh I, I have two pretty tame ones and i think two that are very realistic one of them i think that you're going to push back on but we'll we'll find out uh, i got like 72 of them one two upset you wrote down no not really
0: i got six or actually seven <laughs> one I, that I, one it, that i do <laughs> think it's going to
1: give me a lot of flack kansas uh-huh. over texas oh that's an interesting one. So I assume that's not one of the ones you're going to present later because you're just uh, throwing them out. Well, I, I no, that out. I think that's possible. I think that Kansas, you know, Jay Jane, Jane Daniels is it? not Jane Daniels. Jalen. Jalen Daniels is a really fun quarterback when he's fully healthy. They have one of the best running back duos in the country, and it's not it's not talked about. They they have a really good run game, so that's that's actually a really good pick. I like that. I'm not reading that but <laughs> friend of every piece of content I do rack of tits.
0: I feel like that's somebody, you know, that's gotta be somebody, you Some
1: know, Some dude in Idaho. It's a guy in Idaho. He's an Idaho Vandal fan. Never met him in my life. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. <clears throat> Between Colin S and rack of T's. I don't know. I don't know. You know, you got some interesting characters that you bring in here, Joe. But nevertheless, we're glad that everybody's here. So let's get rolling. We got a lot to talk about. You want to go quarterbacks first? Let's go quarterbacks first. Yeah. Let's, go, let's, let's do TV it. Play. Um, so quarterbacks announced. We'll talk about that. We'll talk. I, I'll throw in some scrimmage stuff in there that I'm hearing. Yeah. And we can talk about that as well. So things that are happening around college football. As I mean, mainly we're two weeks away. Less than two weeks away. I mean, mainly five days away from college football gracing your tv so gonna be really fun and then we'll talk your biggest upsets a lot of people starting to change their picks on AM after petrino now can being confirmed completely that he's taking over the offense we'll talk about that as well so we got a lot to get in into here tonight uh before we do that though uh glad you're alive i'm glad that uh i Uh-oh. did not get hit with the hurricane i'm i am i i, I glad for once but it is interesting to see everybody in la have to experience a tropical storm and see and we went through two category fives here in louisiana and everybody's like this is the worst thing ever and i'm like well now imagine adding the wind and power and everything by 100 miles an hour
1: the the weather that we got it was nothing more than a little bit more of a a rainstorm if you had a hurricane we wouldn't be doing the show right now because the hurricanes that hit your region are brutal. We it was some we rain and some wind. Sport.
0: But I mean yeah. a fart uh, a, a frog farts outside my power goes out so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and then y'all had an earthquake. Uh yeah, I was on the phone with you when the earthquake hit. Because I did not you, lied feel you lied to me. You lied to me. I didn't lie to you. It was but I did get, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did get the notification while I was on the phone with you and I I didn't even feel it. So over exaggeration by everybody, but I'm glad that you're concerned that I'm, you know, that I'm doing well, well this
0: what I think you need to do. I think you need to okay. go sacrifice a lamb and put the blood to, over your door. I need to repent. If you start seeing locusts. You're in trouble, buddy.
1: I mean, with all the, the crap that goes coming. on in this, whatever happens in this town, all the crap that <laughs> happens, I would not put it, put it past God to put his wrath on this. Not this only nation. did he hit you with a hurricane. He goes <laughs> earthquake. Bam.
0: <laughs> you know, right in the middle of LA, but glad uh-huh. everybody's Okay. We are thinking about everybody, though, in Maui. Um, a lot of things going on. There's a lot of charities. A, a lot of people have been asking. Just want to say, be careful uh, where you do give, because I've seen a couple of people get scammed already. Yeah. Um, Joe E. Daglio. Thank you. Sends us a 499 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Joey, for doing that. Elk70 says, so, Blake, so...
1: Uh, I think he's uh, what are you referencing him uh,
0: being the QB at Auburn. Yeah. I mean, um, they named him, but we'll talk about that. I did not think that he what? would be the quarterback, but I did not say that was sourcing. I said that I didn't think.
1: Yeah. The, and also, to be fair, Elks, anybody that you talk to, most of them thought it was Ashford. Like, most people thought that it was going to be Ashford. That actually was unexpected. The, the past couple of weeks, things were trending in the direction of Robbie well, Ashford. Well, Randy
0: made a statement, but I think he's going to experience. I mean, I think it's funny Elks is in here talking about quarterbacks when it doesn't – you know, Josh Pate's out there saying Devin Brown might be the guy.
1: Yeah, so, is it Devin Brown who's who's going to be – well, again, court. we'll get to that.
0: You know. All right, we'll talk about that next. So how about good friends, though, over at betonline.ag – If you had not used them, you better get your picks in now. You better get in your Heisman, your national champion in now. Week zero is here. If you're on Facebook, hit the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching this on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good buddies over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. Let's talk some QBs and scrimmage. Don't go anywhere. in game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V, 50, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. We're back.
1: Texas isn't <laughs> uh, good value. Oh my
0: you. It's great because it didn't come from me. I didn't say anything. All right. Yeah. We do got a lot to get into. A lot of people high on them, though. It's going to. It's interesting.
1: The, again, prove it. Prove it. That's all I got to say. Prove it. I need to see it first.
0: Yes, indeed. So
1: let's get into the quarterbacks. Uh,
0: so Elks is in here. I want to talk about Peyton Thorne. So Auburn made their pick or their selection of who they're going to start week one at quarterback. Uh, Hugh Freeze says it was Peyton Thorne. Freeze also said in a quote that, and I'm just quoting here, Robbie Ashford is probably the freakest athlete that I've ever had at the position. It would not surprise me if he sees playing time starting week one. Surprised about Peyton Thorne or not? And are you surprised that he still said that Robbie Ashford will get significant playing time after making the announcement?
1: So I'm surprised, but not for like the reason you would expect. I'm surprised because of what you just said there. There was such high praise from the Auburn coaching staff for Robbie Ashford as an athlete, as a playmaker, for the impact that he can provide for that offense. And it just seemed like everything was trending in that direction, that maybe they have some trouble at offensive line. Maybe they don't have as many playmakers as they would hope, so they're going to rely on the more athletic guy. But we said this when they went after Peyton Thorne, they clearly were going after a certain type of quarterback, a veteran, experienced, uh, more consistently accurate player that's less athlete, more you know, quick throw West Coast style player. And right, it, it makes sense. He is going to be more steady. Is he going to rip off um a highly impactful run? Is he gonna scramble and and throw out of pressure and make a crazy completion? No, he's not gonna do that. But is he going to keep the offense on schedule enough that they're moving the football consistently? Yes. I'm, I'm not surprised because I think he makes the most sense for their situation. For them to win six, seven games in 2023, a more steady player is is best for them. I completely agree. I think
0: experience plays a massive factor in here. I think that Robbie Ashford, it would seem, is not completely there in the passing game. And Hugh kind of mentioned that. I was just under the thought process that – and I still think he's going to play. I still think and, – and that's not me. I mean, I'm just listening to what Hugh Freeze has to say. I still think he plays week one. I still mm-hmm. think that he gets some reps. I still think that they have a couple package plays for him. The thing is, is that when you are moving into the SEC, we've, meet, we've seen – or really just any big Power 5 conference – We've seen coaches that don't have a quarterback that they want experience at that position unless you have a transcendent dude that you're bringing with you, a.k.a. USC. We Mm -hmm. saw Urban um, at times wanting to go to a more veteran style of quarterback. We saw JT Barrett play more than he probably should. He had a lot more younger talent underneath him. But we just see coaches do this all the time, not playing the guy that maybe is more talented, but has the more experience you could obviously make that argument at Penn State the last couple years Will Levis goes to Kentucky and obviously they had Drew Aller that was behind your boy there last year I, I don't think that this is a massive surprise I don't think that you pulled a rabbit out of the hat here but I do think that it makes them a little bit more dangerous in the sense of that hey man you can't just you know stack the box and Try to stop the run against them. You're gonna have to compete against them through the air. So Peyton Thorn, not that big of a deal, but I did think it was highly interesting that uh, Hugh Freeze did say that he that Robbie Ashford's the most athletic dude that he's ever had at that position, especially when he had your boy at Liberty that got drafted from uh, by the Titans. And he was a freak, and he was he, a freak. So yeah, I do think that that's some pretty high praise for Robbie Ashford.
1: Well, so here's one thing that that kind of comes to mind, though. The outcome is not unexpected for everything that we just talked about there. But, like, where do you stand on the timing of this? Because we've got, we've got two weeks for them until they play their first game and you're a week away from your first game week. And this was announced at the end of last week. Is that surprising, like, for you? I, I feel like that seems a bit sudden in a way where they just – they'd seen enough. I would have thought that this maybe would have been – dragged out a little bit further. I think that's a little concerning for the development of Ashford, which we already kind of knew this. Like, the guy's inconsistently inaccurate, and he relies on his legs too much. Well, I I do think that there's some philosophy in that, right? Meaning,
0: like, look, we have two weeks, okay? We need Robbie to not split time with Peyton Thorne with the ones. We It probably goes 70, 30, 80, 20 to get Peyton Thorne up to speed. And it's just a way to get out in front of them, you know, of Robbie Astor not running with the ones as much as he had been in camp. I don't mind the timing because in, in literally next, we're going to talk about Alabama. We're going to stay in state and we're, you're going to probably say, well, they should have a decision by now. So if if one is goose, you know, if one is good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Okay. It can't be that we look at Auburn and say, well, the timing's off. Okay. And then look at Alabama and say, well, they should have had their quarterback by now. Right. So I think that you, there's just processes to this. I I mean, Mm. just seeing coaches in the past, it just all depends. And quite frankly, Peyton Thorne may have just won the job and everybody knows it. It's different at Ohio state. It's different at Bama. So you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal, quite, quite honestly. But moving and staying in the same state, yep. look, I mean, I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is what most people at Alabama are reporting, not us. This is what most people at Alabama are reporting. That Jalen Milrow might be the guy that starts. Okay. Um I'm not shocked by that. I know everybody else is shocked by that. I'm not shocked by that in the slightest. Saban's going to know with what he his goal with what he has, and I would probably assume that Ty Simpson would be the second guy that runs out after Milrow. I I, I don't think Buckner is a dude. I think Buckner's going to wind up playing something else.
1: Yeah, but first of all, Buckner's like he's good enough of an athlete to play safety. You know, he's good enough of an athlete to play linebacker or something. I and He's not afraid of being physical. So, again, he could play somewhere in the defensive backfield. He absolutely could. And for any Alabama fans who are upset with that notion, learn ball. Uh, to what you're talking about with Jalen Milrow, though, I think it makes a lot of sense because is, he, he's basically the same guy as Robbie Ashford. Like, we, we got the, the same problems, oh, the same strengths. Oh they're my. not that far off from one another. Not ex- I'm not saying it's a one-to-one comp, but the same problems – the same things that make him a dangerous football player. There are a lot of similarities. I, I find it interesting. Cause like for me, I'm concerned about Ty Simpson. If Ty Simpson can't beat out Jalen Milrow, who was horrendously inaccurate at times when he had to step in and play, like what's going so wrong for him that he can't win this job. I'm not at these practices. I'm not, you know, keyed in on the message boards and I don't have a subscription to a, an Alabama site. So I don't really know what's happening at these practices, but why is what are his struggles so much that he can't beat out a guy who again has been consistently he's late. He's
0: not accurate? He's you know, he's not hitting his targets, he's not getting the plays in on in on time. He, you know, throws to the wrong route. I mean, you name it. I mean, really, this it's young. It it feels let me tell you what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like a young quarterback that's been in two systems. It's it's moving way too fast for him. And he's just got to take a breath and 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 slow things down. But the Lonergan kid came into the scrimmage this Saturday, and for the first from the first play of scrimmage, he this is with the ones. He throws a bomb touchdown and Saban just blows it off saying the kid's not going to play. The best quarterback is not even in the conversation, that being Lonergan. So Which, yeah, God, that's he's not gonna play a true freshman quarterback. I know unless, he won't unless unless, unless But see, here's the the problem. When they started Jalen Hurts, Jake Coker had just won a national title and Lane Kiffin had, uh, with Saban, had skins on the wall, if you will, right? So when Lane goes to Saban and says, listen, we got to play this kid Jalen Hurts, he listened to him, okay? Because if you remember, Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball against USC. They run him right back out there for another series, I don't really know what's going on in Alabama. I don't I don't think it's good for Saban that he's as giddy as he is. If Saban was had a really good team, he's usually pissed off. Okay? When he's really happy, yeah. he it's when his teams aren't as good, aka last year. Okay? So we'll have to wait and see. But it does from the Bama side of things what they believe is going to happen. Most media members there think Jalen Miller is going to be the dude now. I do think Jalen Milrow, if he has worked on some accuracy things, this just c- pretty much, Joe, confirms to me that this is going to be Jalen Hurts all over again. This is going to be Jalen Hurts all over again in the sense of they're going to run the football, get the ball out to in space to playmakers, and, and just run the clock, run the clock, try to play really good defense and run the clock. That's That's going to be Bama, and they're going to punish you, punish you, punish you, and you're gonna you're gonna feel it the next day. That's how they're gonna play. That's how they're gonna win. That's how they're gonna beat Texas because Texas. Look, I'm gonna tell you something. Everybody's like, oh well, they you know their D lines really good. Okay, well that O line from Alabama is not a slouch. They're gonna be better than they were a, a year ago. I just I, I think Jalen Milrow gives them the most consistency as of
1: right now from what we're hearing. That's a really good point. Honestly, the more that I think about it, I, I do agree with that notion that for what has worked for Tommy Rees, not at the quarterback position specifically, but just having a run-centric team and also what's worked at Alabama at times is having an extra layer to your run game that you can rely and lean on a guy like Jalen Milrow to run the ball. I feel like Milrow's not as physical as Jalen Hurts was, though. That's the that's the only No, but Jalen Hurts have. ain't run a 4-3. That's... That's true. It's a really good okay. point. I also think that the the really big difference this year for the run game compared to last year, I, I was the biggest Jameer Gibbs fan ever. Jameer Gibbs was explosive. He was fun to watch. But he didn't fit the normal mold of, of just like bruising, physical, between the tackles, Alabama running back. And I think that they're going back to that. With the freshmen that they brought in, Justin, H- Justice Haynes is, is a bit more physical. And then some of the guys that were backups last year, it's a physical group. They're gonna really get back to that, and I think that Tommy Rees bringing him in, we already knew that. I just wonder, can like Jalen or Jalen Milrow, can he play that style? Can he bring this offense up, or is he just gonna be you know good enough to move the chains? And like I, I, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about what's gonna happen when they get to third down and it's third and five, and he's forced to complete a difficult pass. I just don't know if I can really trust him.
0: You probably can't, but here's the thing: What if he has made progressions? I mean, Joe, he's only had a start, a start. Like, I I
1: mean, it's true, but who's who's working with him though? That's the thing. Like, our is Tommy Rezo quarterback whisperer. But but here's the here's the problem, though: We get so
0: down on kids after a start against and and I might add, okay, the team that he played a year ago was the number one pass defense, not just in the SEC, in the country. Yes. So AM had the best passing defense in the country. If you don't believe me, just go back and look it up. I mean, like, it's not that difficult to figure it out. You look at the stats, oh, wait, the number one passing defense in the country was Texas A&M. Oh, well, Jalen Milrow played the best passing defense in college football a season ago. He had a start. You know, like, so – and. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. Mm. I sent you a video two weeks ago of Anthony Richardson making a horrible interception. Did I not? Did I Yeah, not? you did. Yeah, you okay. did. What's the difference in what Anthony Richardson did two weeks ago ba- versus what Jalen Milrow's done? So, well, okay. The question becomes... The question becomes... Like, Joe, we've seen this kid throw the ball 60 yards and hit a goal post. Like, he was told... To throw the ball six yards into the goalpost, he did it. You know who that also sounds like and did that a year ago. You ready for it, Anthony Richardson? So there are dynamics to this that I look and say, okay, well the kid has a start and everybody's beating down on him. Can he just have another more time to develop? Like that—that's the only thing that I hate with people about quarterbacks. It's like. He's gotta come in and he's gotta play elite now.
1: That's not how every quarterback works, man. It's just not it's just not. I love that you're using my argument. It makes me really happy. But here's the difference though. Anthony Richardson was on a bad team and they didn't win any games last year. Like they had a terrible record, and the Colts team that Anthony Anthony Richardson was going to be on first start, he had
0: three picks. Does that
1: sound familiar? But my
0: what I'm trying to get at,
1: what I'm trying to get at here is that Milroe's not stepping into a situation where it's okay if he plays bad and there's no expectation. This is Alabama. This is a top-10-ranked team right now. you think Florida he, doesn't have expectations? I get what you're saying. Uh, but- they, they do, but the expectations for a first-year head coach or just, just for Florida's situation in general are different than the ones right now for Saban this far into his career where there's this expectation – from a lot of people, that they're going to go back to the college football playoff and that they're going to compete for an SEC championship again. I, I'm afraid to to commit to that. And like, he can't go out there and mess up. He needs to go out there and immediately hit his stride. And they need to immediately play well. He, they can't dick around with, like, can you, Let's give him a week or so. Let's let's see how comfortable well, he, he does have.
0: He, he does have a week. That's a good thing. He does have lose, week one.
1: If he shits the bed, they lose to Texas. If if he if he has multiple picks multiple turnovers, more than one turnover, they lose to Texas. That needs to be established.
0: Yeah, I mean, do I feel like we just had the cover pulled over our eyes, though, and this kid's going to come out here and do something special?
1: I wouldn't be shocked and we're going to be, you know, punching ourselves over. I'm not. Uh, I never trashed the kid. I'm not trashing him. I'm just being realistic. I'm just being honest
0: on this one, too. Your boy's 4-0 on quarterback talk versus you because you, ripped, wait, on wait, Aiden wait, wait, wait.
1: you ripped on Aiden O'Connell. And all he's doing is he's a league. backup. He's a backup. He's a backup quarterback. He's a good man. He, uh, he, is, he is designed to be the perfect backup quarterback. And he's going to stick around for a long time as a backup so quarterback. So he's one of the top 64 quarterbacks in the world. Yeah. I think that he's going to hey, be a great backup be out of the
0: league in five years. You don't know. He is
1: he is going to be a great backup quarterback. Is okay. is there a ceiling above that? Absolutely not.
0: All right, Carson Beck was announced at Georgia. Did you? By the way, did you see the? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that have been put out there. <laughs> okay. The, well, first off, you know what he looks like. Can you pull this up? Do you you ever heard of the Ice A The movie Ice Age. Oh, you're talking about. Can you sloth? pull up the sloth?
1: And then yeah, put like a picture of Carson Beck next to it. I don't know how I can do that. Wait, where is
0: <laughs> <laughs> he? Looks like the sloth off the Ice Age. Okay, so first off, like that's the sloth from the Ice Age. Okay, so everybody that's listening to us on on YouTube, um, on podcast, I'm sorry. And that's Carson Beck. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the sloth <laughs> from Ice
1: Age, dude. Uh, Tell me I'm lying. Well, okay. so the, No, you're 100% right. But, uh, I think it's so <laughs> effed up that everyone's like, man, this is the guy who's supposed to lead uh, it's, Georgia back it's to a national game. title. Like, like Stetson Bennett's a looker. Like what are we what are we worried about? But I will he say he does look like a
0: swath, though.
1: He, here's the here's the difference though. Um, there's it's, a screenshot of him okay, trying we to go. talk to a girl, and that has to be the most uncomfortably awkward interaction I have ever seen. My man has no Riz. He's got no juice. He's got nothing. I'm a little worried, man. Maybe we should be a little bit concerned with <laughs> the lack of juice for for Carson Beck.
0: I mean, basically, he just said, you know, that them titties <laughs> hey, I mean, him, I, made him the point. excited on sight.
1: He gets right to the point. <laughs> All right, but here's the truth. Here's the truth. Yeah.
0: There are a lot of guys that send that kind of stuff to girls. The only reason that this is being blown out of proportion is because he's a starting quarterback at Georgia. Yeah, it uh, happens yeah, yes. every – Joe, the first day of school at most colleges started today. Do you know how many girls probably got a Snapchat that said something similar to that?
1: A, a lot. lot I mean, I played with okay. enough idiots to talk like that, right. so it's I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, but Carson Beck,
0: let's get back on the field instead of talking about his Snapchats and him looking like yeah, a small from Ice Age, which you better clip. Um, Carson Beck is named the starting quarterback at Georgia. Not surprising there. I still think he's a really good, uh, really good talent. He's got a really good arm. He's been pretty accurate. He's come in multiple times in relief of Stetson Bennett, and he's looked pretty good, looked good in the national title game. I don't really think that they take a massive step back, really, offensively. I know a lot of people think that they do, but I think they have arguably the, be- the top two best offensive lines in the country. So I don't think that they take a massive step back. I think their running game's on point. I think he's got good wide receivers. And, look, Bobo's not as bad as the OC as people make him out to be, okay? Yeah. So, Carson Beck to Georgia. You want to add anything to that?
1: No, I mean, this is such a foregone conclusion. Uh, Brock Vandergriff, the main takeaway from this is he is underwhelmed significantly. He was supposed to be this tremendously great player that was the next up-and-comer. It couldn't even beat out Stetson Bennett last year, who many people laughed at the fact that he was coming back. And he obviously caps things off of the second national championship. His legacy is... Forever cemented in Georgia's history. Uh, I think that Carson Beck, though, but some people are are giving him a hard time just in general and thinking that, like, oh, is this guy going to get the job done? I, I've seen nothing but good things from him when he's had to step in. And I know that it's coming in in garbage time. But he has all the tools and all the capacity to maybe outplay the performances of Stetson Bennett. I know that that is, some people might say, a hot take. He's not as experienced. But physically, he's more gifted. And he's joining a team, an offense, that has really good running backs, one of the best offensive lines in the SEC, and one of the best receiving rooms in the SEC, and the best damn offensive weapon maybe in all of college football in Brock Bowers. He's not going to have any problems.
0: What's interesting, though, since the year 2000, the most talented quarterback isn't usually the one that wins a natty.
1: Well, to that point, then, he doesn't need to be the best in the – cut. he doesn't need to be Caleb Williams.
0: He doesn't need to be Caleb Williams. He doesn't need to be Jalen or Jaden Daniels. He doesn't need to, you know, be, uh, Drake may. He just needs to be Carson Beck and they're going to win. Okay. Look, Stetson Bennett's the, the two time defending, uh, uh, national championship quarterback. You had Mac Jones at Bama, bro. Like Mac Jones, man, Mac Jones with the dudes that he had around him. Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow. Trevor Lawrence was Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence was still a freshman. Trevor Lawrence was still a freshman when that happened. Yeah. You look at other quarterbacks that have won. Jake Coker won a national title. Deshaun Watson, okay, was another one of those big names that won one, Jameis Winston, okay? But he's playing Nick Marshall, all right? Like, some of these times when we talk about national championship winning quarterbacks, I mean, look at who they played, okay? You don't have to be the most talented quarterback to, to win and get there. I do like Carson Beck. Um, I didn't put this one in there, and I know we didn't mention this. Did you see Jaden Rashada might be – is still battling to be the starter at Arizona State? Did you see that?
1: I, I did see that, and my only take on this is if you watched enough Notre Dame games last year, you know that Drew Pine stinks, and I'm willing to bet he's stinking things up in practices. He's hurt. He's hurt. Oh, he's hurt? Oh, uh-huh. That makes me – feel like a dick now but jam yep. shot is good he should be starting if he's hurt
0: uh you know what's interesting when I when I saw that article from the people out west in Arizona you know uh-huh. what the first thing I thought about what was well man could this kid have beaten Graham Mertz well
1: they should have gotten him his money
0: boy is that isn't that gonna look bad if if this kid comes in there and starts really doing something and Grand stinks to bed. That's going to well, really yeah. – let me tell you what puts – because people are like, oh, well, you know, let's wait for DJ Lagway. Napier's got time. Yeah. If Jane Rashada goes
1: into Arizona State and lights things up, people are going to be pissed. You, you know what, though, the – because Florida fans are probably some of the most ir- irrational fans I've ever interacted no, you with. you don't say. <laughs> The, their response would be, oh, he's just going to transfer to us in a couple of years. That's that's what the response would be. No, he's, but, yeah, no, exactly. he's not. All right.
0: All right, last one, then we'll transition to some upsets. Uh, oh, The Ohio State University, Devin mm-hmm. Brown versus McCord. What you think?
1: Um, I'm surprised that we've had this much of a, a seesaw. Uh, at one point at the beginning, it felt like it was Kyle McCord, and then after – spring ball it was Devin Brown and at the beginning of his training camp it was Kyle McCord and we're back now to Devin Brown but there's apparently a, a split decision amongst the coaching staff which has put us in this spot where they haven't picked who the guy is I, I just would have thought that they would have gone with McCord I feel like McCord's a, been a good player when he stepped in um he's a highly rated recruit was a really talented kid out of the Philadelphia area when he came in and stepped in I just don't see what like the the big difference you get with Devin Brown, you know, like what's the big, except that he wears a horrible number with 33, which is not a quarterback number.
0: Well, okay. I mean, I do agree. And here's the interesting thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. They play at Indiana. Okay. Week one. So it's not like they play Youngstown state or whoever in the Rudy poo week one where they could battle out who, who, like, they're going to have to figure it out moderately quick. I mean, I don't think Indiana's going to beat them. I don't think they're better than them. All I'm saying is, is that you can't work things out week one, right? Like, you can't work things out, which does beg the question, Joe. It does beg this question. Should there be, like, a preseason college football game?
1: Well, I mean, don't most of these schools schedule their own, basically, preseason games like playing say that. Yeah. I guess slappy you- state? Yeah, but a lot of them play
0: Week One. So, but look, it, whether it's Devin Brown or McCord, I, I think it's a good problem for them to have. I don't think that this is a bad problem. No. If you got a, if you have a coaching staff that's split, and Ryan Day, and I'm just quoting him here, says they both deserve to play. That was the quote that he gave when asked. Um, the thing that I look at from that perspective is, is it's just such a really good problem that you're split. Okay. Now Ryan Day's got to make the ultimate decision. He's got a week to make the, or more than a week. I mean, he doesn't really have to make a decision until game time, really. And no. he might go that whole that whole length. Let's see what he does. And maybe both of them play. Who who knows what happens there? I do think that if there is one, I, I think both of these guys are going to play since the staff is seems somewhat split. Split, excuse me.
1: Yeah, and it's not like they need a competitive advantage against. Indiana but to your point you can already see though they're like that's the main I think the key takeaway here whoever wins this job there is noticeably um a different feeling around this conversation than there is with the Alabama one you're in a situation here where you have two really talented kids two top highly rated recruits who are battling it out one of them's going to win the job it's not like at Alabama where you've got three guys and you can't make a decision and you're kind of forced to pick the best of the worst um Maybe I'm going to end up regretting making that statement at the end of the season, but it seems like this is a battle between two guys who are just really good, and one of them might end up transferring and going and being a really good player elsewhere.
0: What's I just got tagged in something. Uh, Jeff Rubble uh, just tagged me in something. I guess it's uh, Elk, um, which that's, that's kind of funny. Look, I, I, do, I do think that um, they have a good thing going there. I, I mean, look, going on the road in a conference environment is never easy, any game really, unless you're going to like Vandy or Ruckers or somewhere like that. But we'll see how this trans, uh, you know transpires. I think they'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, we're there, and we're here for week one. We'll talk about the week zero games uh, Wednesday. So, or, yep. yeah, Wednesday we'll talk about week zero games and looking forward to that. Uh, As well, you want to get to these biggest upsets? Some of the biggest upsets we uh, think that may happen during the year. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let me start off with this down goes Ole Miss. What down goes the Rebels? You're saying Tulane? What if Tulane beats the Ole Miss Rebels after beating USC?
1: I said this months ago and you dismissed <laughs> me I, you they're are not the beating or
0: they're not beat okay, so look
1: good i'm not
0: picking old miss to lose but what if they did it
1: i think they could have beaten them last year i don't think that they beat him this year because i don't think they
0: beat them this year either
1: i again i really like michael pratt they've got some really good football players they've got a really good coaching staff but old miss has gotten better like old, old nice. miss is improving. Old miss is one of the top teams in the SEC, and so they're a top five team in the SEC yeah. right now for me. They're a middle tier team in the SEC. Still, that's that's an uphill battle. To look, the thing is, though, is Troy put up a pretty good fight against old miss last year, and Tulane's better than Troy. If someone could do it, and there's a really weird, random G5 upset, this is the one.
0: Troy is the university that's always on the brink of upsetting a power five opponent, but they never do it, but they never do it. Um, So look, I'm kind of joking with the Tulane and Ole Miss. I think Georgia is going down in the regular season. I really do believe that. I don't think that they're going to go undefeated again. I don't think that they go – two straight years really and let's call it what it is now correct me if i'm wrong in 2021 they also did not lose a regular season game so this would be three straight seasons where they did not lose a regular season game it would have to be a championship or playoff series that they lost
1: Mm -hmm.
0: missouri or tennessee is going to take them down the the likelihood joe of georgia going undefeated again in the regular season is not likely Because it doesn't ever really happen that you have three straight regular seasons where that happens. Look, we've seen dynasties in college athletics. We've seen them all. You know what we haven't seen? A team not lose a regular season game for three straight years in the modern era. I'm not talking about Nebraska and all the. I'm talking about in the modern era. We have not really seen that happen. I think Missouri or Tennessee knocks them off. I'm leaning Tennessee to knock them off. So, doesn't mean that I still think Tennessee could lose two games, okay? Because I think that there's teams out there, I just think that they're not as deep as some would believe. They lost their center for a little while. Let's see, uh, Caden Mays. But somebody's going to knock off Georgia. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's going to do it. It might even be Ole Miss.
1: I... I don't disagree with this because it's a really good point. I feel like if – and we saw this last year. If Georgia's going to lose, it's probably not going to be one of their premier opponents. I don't – and also any loss that they have is going to be an upset. You know, the best in, team in the any country. Any
0: loss that they have, Joe, this year is an upset in the regular season.
1: I don't think that Tennessee is the game, though. I think what you said, it's like Missouri or Ole Miss, a game that is a foregone conclusion. And, again, we saw this happen last year where they, they toyed around a little bit too much with Missouri and it was close and they ended up pulling out and winning that game. I think it's, it's certainly very, very possible that this upcoming season I, – I agree with you. I don't think it's very likely that they go undefeated again. It is such a difficult thing to go undefeated that many times in a row. That is a, a massive, significant record that they would be chasing, which I believe is Oklahoma has the current record for most consecutive victories, it's like 50-something. Right. I, I think that they're a great program, but to achieve that is almost impossible in modern college football. I do think, though, if that does happen, it's a Missouri or it's like an Old Miss, like you said.
0: Definitely could happen. What about you? What's one
1: for you? I think that mine is uh, one to that's you're going to disagree with. So you're very high on Penn State, and I think Penn State's going to be a really good football team this year. But they face off with a team not named Michigan, not named Ohio State earlier on in the season. That being having to travel to play at Illinois. And I have noticed so much disrespect for Illinois this entire preseason. They just named Luke Altmaier their new starting quarterback. He comes from the SEC. They have a pretty strong offensive line. But most importantly, their defense is really freaking good. And their defensive line – has a bunch of NFL defensive linemen on that defensive line. I would not be shocked like we saw happen, almost happen last year, where Michigan couldn't run the ball against Illinois and they almost lost to them. I am willing to put, put my name on the line here that I think that Illinois can pull off the upset and beat Penn State. Just
0: how far down the rabbit hole have you gone since Brett Bielema quote tweeted you? Is that what I, this is all
1: about? I have always – okay, he quote tweeted me because I was in on them before he quote tweeted me. That is why. It wasn't because no. I, he, he didn't quote tweet me and I suddenly started being in on Illinois. I have been on Illinois the entire time.
0: <sighs> Joe, that ain't happening. <laughs> it's not happening.
1: They almost beat Michigan last year.
0: This isn't last year.
1: Yeah, they got. They didn't lose much. They lost one defensive. Okay, they lost a couple guys in their secondary, but they lost their best defensive player last year, and they bring back
0: Joe Penn State. Even better, upgraded, They upgraded at quarterback, and then key pieces returned. has
1: just as much experience as McCarthy did last year, and McCarthy was a liability against them.
0: Darren says Penn. Ped State going down like a.
1: My uh, goodness, like you should read that.
0: <laughs> um, look, <laughs> okay. I don't. Um, they are really talented. I don't trust Bilama. B- I just don't. I I mean, because when I look at. Them, I don't know if the game is close that Bielema can coach them to a win.
1: Like, okay, cool. He was good at Wisconsin. Okay. Wait, but, cool. wait, But can is, is James Franklin have a track record of
0: like beating Ohio State in a close game?
1: He's got one. He's got like one premier. Brett win on Bielema hasn't. Name one Brett Bielema has. He hasn't been in a lot of premier programs.
0: He was at Wisconsin. He was in the. What do you. He was in the. He was
1: his Arkansas like a blue blood. I don't.
0: Arkansas know that... was beating LSU and Bama, dude. Like LSU, what? Arkansas lost. LSU lost to Arkansas in the year they won a national title. They had multiple years where they were having ten win seasons. In comes big ass
1: belly button Brett Bielema, Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, that... they were really good. He was really good when he was at Wisconsin, though, and then he jumped for Arkansas, and then they sucked. This is not Arkansas. This is Illinois. He's got a All damn right. good defensive line. What's your second one?
0: God, I hate I hate myself for saying this. So, I think Texas A and M takes down either Alabama or Tennessee.
1: I probably could have guessed that you were going to come here with. They're going to Texas take A&M one of them.
0: They're going to take one of them down.
1: I think if it's one of them, it's Tennessee. That's the one that I picked right here. I, I don't think that they do it to Alabama just because Nick's got Jimbo's phone number, man. Like, he's he's got him figured out. I, he has never been able to get past him. Jimbo? But Jimbo was he has he, he has beaten him. I know that. I know that. Duh, duh, I know that. I'm, <laughs> I'm covering my ass here. But it feels like Nick will not let that happen. I
0: mean, as bad as AMM was a year ago,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, they still almost beat them. Well, Blake, it's last year. Well, Jalen Milrow played in that Mm -hmm.
1: game. That's a good point. That's a good point. They could take Alabama at home. Mm -hmm. I, again, I don't think this is unrealistic because, like, you need everything to be firing on all cylinders. You need everything to be – Moving in and the right direction.
0: Talented. I mean, here's the. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Name the position groups that Texas a is worse in.
1: Uh oh. running, back, running back, offensive
0: line. They got two five star running backs. Dude, Le'Veon good Moss point. and uh, who was the kid? Ruben that, Owens. Ruben Owens. That's like, a good
1: they point. Got,
0: uh, not a chain who's who's returning um
1: I know who you're talking about I can't think of. his name is escaping
0: god me. dog it um but they have production returning joe here's another thing that we don't talk about dude they I know I made a joke about their their wide receiver room sucking okay and it backfired because I was just trying to make a joke they might have the second or third best wide receiver group not only in the SEC, you could put their wide receiver group in the top five in the country. Like, buddy, we start going down this yeah.
1: list now. We start going down this list. I just think that the problem is why I'm I'm not. Again, I've never been fully in on Texas A&M. Is yes, they have the ceiling to be a top ten team, but they it's never a had lot this of, kind of talent, though, buddy. It's it's a lot of young, undeveloped talent. So it's like. Like Miami has a lot of young, undeveloped talent, so it's it's a kind of that same. There's two sides of the coin. Are you top ten or are you
0: Miami? Let me ask you this question: Would you rather Connor Wagman or Jalen Milrow? Connor Wagman. Would Connor you rather Wegman. Petrino or would you better rather Tommy Reese? Petrino. It's a good point. So again, we start talking about if A and M has had a track record even with bad mm-hmm. offenses. Okay, scoring points and keeping that game game close, and then they beat him at home a couple years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, you think You know what, you've, for one of the first times ever, you've talked me into this. You've you have ta- you've talked me into this. I can see it. It could happen. Now they go to Rocky Top the next week, or uh-huh.
0: let me make sure that oh are they one. back to back. They can't do both. They're back. They they're back to back. So in the next week, they they go to to Knoxville and they're going to go one and one in that stretch. And you know what's going to happen? I also mm-hmm. think that they go to Miami and win, okay? And then you start getting to a place, Joe. Think about this. If they do beat Miami and they do beat Alabama, Joe, they're going to be
1: in the top five. Well, so what I was going to say is I think what what's possible here is that one of these upsets I- is pulled out, and then they they only finish with eight wins. Like, I think that that is, is – that, I the can Tennessee Tennessee feel that game,
0: You're correct. The Tennessee game is where they could start losing things. Mm-hmm. That They have arguably the most brutal stretch in the SEC to some extent. They got Alabama at home. They go to Tennessee. They, go, uh, they got South Carolina at home. They have a bye week. Then they go to Ole Miss. Then Mississippi State. They have ACU. I guess it's Abilene Christian- and then they have LSU on the road. They arguably have one of the more bruised schedules after that Alabama game. But that if they're tough. able to take down Miami and they're able to take down uh, uh, Alabama, they go into Knoxville undefeated. But we're having a whole different conversation about them. A whole yeah. different – You're, if they do that and they go into Knoxville undefeated a lot of people are going to say A&M has a chance because they still arguably may have the best passing defense in the country. They have really good defensive line units. If they're undefeated going into Knoxville, we have one. Uh, you can make the argument outside of LSU, Alabama, Georgia, that would be the premier SEC game in the country. Like, that would of the season, maybe. Not name the big boys. All right? Here that also two- wouldn't be an upset, then,
1: if they beat Tennessee. Well, Tennessee, that point.
0: Tennessee would probably also be undefeated. So you have a collision course. Let's see if that happens. Let's just see if that happens.
1: It's possible. All right. My second Who's one. What is your second one? I, I'm not pitching that this – I'm not saying that this is 1,000% going to happen. This is not like the Illinois pick. But I think that this is – and this is kind of a cliche pick. This is one that could happen in week one. Duke plays Clemson oh. week one. Duke what? is a sneaky, unexpectedly good team. Mike Elko is a really good head coach. We've already seen. He's, he's been a really good coordinator throughout his time in the SEC at Notre Dame. He landed in a perfect position at a school that fits where he can coach best. Riley Rhett Leonard, their starting quarterback, is really freaking good. And if you talk to the right people, they will tell you that he is undervalued and he is one of the most under talked about quarterbacks in all of college football. Great athlete, good arm. They also have a bunch of other, they've got a really good, good offensive line. They've got a bunch of good defensive pieces. I am saying that this is possible because Clemson could show up, overlook their opponent, be looking on to the next week. Kate Klubnick's still getting a little bit used to the offense. You know, they're, they're, they're thinking that this is a warm up game, and it's really not because Duke's a tough ass opponent. I think that this is one that needs to be considered. Of possibly happening.
0: A trap game. Fully
1: committing. Yeah, it's a trap, it's a trap game. game. I'm not fully committing to it, but I think it's possible.
0: Okay. I, I will I'll accept that as a trap game. All right. Before we gotta get out of here because we gotta roll. Um yeah. listen about Harbaugh.
1: Do we even only, need to get to this?
0: Here's the only statement I have. You ready?
1: Okay, okay.
0: Michigan, you're really poorly ran because when he was battling for his life. You should have stepped in and told him that we're going to force a three-game suspension on you anyway if you were going to do this. Every attorney fee that he had could have been wiped out if you had a backbone or a spine. That's my that's my comment, and I'm sticking to it.
1: Uh, I agree with that, and the NCAA soft, Michigan soft for playing into their softness. Like it's just like this is a it's a pillow fight. This is a pillow fight. This is insane. That this is the result of this.
0: Where, where are the men that like Leonidas from Three <laughs> Hundred? We're talking about a sixty-year-old man here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know how old Leonidas? People used to live to like they were three hundred back in biblical times.
1: I don't know. I think that's uh, is that true? I think it's yeah. The other go, way around.
0: go, go. I mean, do you, have you ever read a book? No, I don't. I don't do a lot of reading. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a historian. I'm kind of a... <laughs> I have many, right here in my bookshelf, I have many leather-bound books. Many yeah, leather-bound right. books. Um, smells of rich mahogany.
1: I know that you're quoting Anchorman. I know that you want me to acknowledge that. Uh, all right, good show. We got... the zero. Time works every time. Blake, week zero's on the here. Whammy! Ah,
0: see, that, that's a good way to end it. All right, guys, we'll see y'all Wednesday. Week zero games. We start our pickems. College football's here, man. Let's get it rolling. Hell yeah! See y'all Wednesday.
1: Peace.